way back to our seats, and we're going to go to the Word of the Lord. It's, it's a beautiful spirit in the house of the Lord tonight, amen, to hear the music, the worship, amen. So thankful for the touch of God. We had a wonderful time on Sunday. My Lord, we had an incredible time with the Holy Ghost, amen, just we want God to have His way, and we want God to, to take care of us, to, to move in every service, and as we are yielding ourselves to the Holy Ghost, amen, God can do, amen, what uh, we cannot do on our own. I will tell you, amen, that uh, there's a testimony coming out of uh, this Sunday morning, this past Sunday morning service. Um, you know, we had a wonderful time with the Holy Ghost, the altar, God just took over, amen, we began to pray with people that uh, needed healing in their bodies, amen, we prayed, he's not here, but we'll share a little bit more on Sunday, but we were praying for Elijah back there. He couldn't come to the front. He had crutches. Uh, he came in. He couldn't bend his. He couldn't uh, straighten out his knee. It was just kind of locked up, and it was doctors were saying there was infection. He's gonna have to operate, and and he couldn't walk, and it was not looking too good. And for a young boy telling you're not gonna be able to walk is something you don't tell young man. They're gonna find a way. Uh, but we prayed. Amen. Amen. The church prayed. Amen. We had the Holy Ghost moving here. Amen. He, he texted me uh, Sunday afternoon and said, Pastor, uh, I went home and something happened to my knee. It popped. And I can walk now. I can walk. I don't need my crutches no more. He came, he started the, the Sunday morning with crutches and a knee and a leg that wouldn't work. Amen. But the, the people of God began to pray. Amen. The Holy Ghost began to move. And it wasn't an instantaneous miracle, but when he got home, amen, God completed the work in Elijah's life and threw those crutches to the side, amen. I don't need those crutches because I got faith in God, amen, that God's able to heal, save, and deliver. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you tonight for all of your blessings. Thank you for the touch of God. Thank you for everything that you've done, Lord. Sunday, the previous Sunday, amen, Sister Lucy came in on her walker, she'd been coming in with her walker, amen, she had a stroke some time ago, and is not able to lift up her feet, but she has to kind of drag herself, not able to take a step and walk, but uh, last Sunday, uh, not this uh, Sunday, but the one before, amen, the Holy Ghost got to move in here in the altar, we began praying over her, and it wasn't until after that altar call she said, I felt like God touched me, and I don't have to drag my feet no more. I could have the strength to lift up my feet and take steps. And she said, look, here's not my walkers on the side. Here, I'm taking steps. I want to show you, Pastor, what God can do. God is doing miracles right before our eyes. God is moving right here in Lakewood. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Miracles are not a thing of the past. They're not a thing of yesterday. to God. Amen. That he's on the throne. He's moving. Amen. We've had the faith to believe God and we're seeing God do great and mighty things. Amen. I'd like to direct your attention briefly to the book of Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 5. 
Amen. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 5. Amen. And those that used to win the sword drills when they were kids probably already found the scripture. Brother Darren is one of those swordsmen. Maybe you tell the scripture, he's got like in four seconds flat. Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. And then turning briefly to the book of Job. Amen. That's before the book of Proverbs. Just a few books before. Job chapter 13 and verse number 15. Job chapter 13 and verse number 15. And it reads as such, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But I will maintain mine own ways before him. Amen. I want to, amen, talk for a few moments tonight on learning to trust God. Learning to trust God. Amen. Let's ask the Lord to talk to us here tonight. God, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit, God. Thank you for your power, God. I'm asking you, Lord, tonight to anoint my lips of clay. God, anoint me. God, anoint your people. God, we want to receive your word today. We ask you, Lord, that you would give us strength. We ask you, Lord, for revelation. We ask you today for understanding. God, would you move your church forward today? Help us to walk in faith and trust and obedience to your word, oh God. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated for a few moments. Amen. It was a man by the name of J.T. Payne, a pastor from Porterdale, Georgia. Uh, As history records, he passed from this life to the next on October the 7th, 1987, from the effects of cancer. Amen. A pastor, a a scholar, a man of the word, a man passed from this life to the next in 1987 from the effects of cancer. His wife, Sister Payne, in her grieving one day, was sifting through her late husband's Bible for some comfort when she found the following note that he had written shortly before he passed. And he wrote, he penned these words, trust is a dimension beyond faith. Faith will see miracles, but trust will carry you when you can't understand why faith seemed to not work. Not always can faith deliver you from the den of the lions, but it's trust that will be able to keep you. Not only will faith deliver you from the valley of the shadow of death, but trust will carry you through the valley. Amen. Trust in the word of God. As we know, it's written in Hebrew and Greek, Hebrew in the Old Testament, Greek in the New. Trust in several definitions in the Word of God is, uh, there are such there are several definitions, and several, one of them is to confide in or to have hope in, to take refuge in. Uh, it's to be patient. It's to hope. It's to tarry or to wait. Uh, trust is security. It is assurance. It's knowing that My security, my trust, my confidence lies in Him. Trust is shelter from the storm. When you're going through issues and things in life, trust is the thing that carries you knowing that God is in control. Trust in 
Webster's Dictionary is confidence, a reliance or a resting of the mind. Amen. A resting of the mind. Amen. Too many times we allow our mind to just think of all these different things uh, that could possibly go wrong. Or we think of all these things that uh, could be going on. And and confidence, amen, is uh, trust is that confidence or that reliance. It's that resting of the mind uh, based on the integrity, the veracity or the friendship of uh, another person or thing. And what we're talking about tonight is that confidence, that trust in God. Amen. I know in whom I have believed. I've been living for God. Amen. For over 20 years. Amen. I can say that today. Amen. Because I made up my mind to live for God since I was 12 years of age. I, I got, God gave me the Holy Ghost. I got baptized. And I made up in my mind I'm going to live for God. Come hell or high water, Brother Nathan. Come, amen. Come friends or, or, or when friendships depart or whatever would happen in my life. I may have been my mind. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to go all the way living for God no matter what happens in my life. And trust, amen, is something that is derived through several different things that we'll talk about in a few moments. Uh, the Word of God, personal experience and instruction. Uh, trust is not an inherent characteristic or trait of humans. It's not something that comes uh, naturally just trust, uh, but it is something since Adam and Eve fall in the garden, which subsequently plunged humanity into the abyss of sin. People inherently distrust. You say, well, that's not true. I trust everybody. Amen. Why don't you hand your kids to a stranger? I don't know. I don't trust him. I don't I don't know who he is. I don't. Why don't you hand your wallet to that guy down the road and have him hold it for an hour? I, I, I don't know him. You know, we inherently distrust. There is inherent distrust. And that comes from the fall of sin. Nothing creates distrust quicker than deceit. Amen. Satan's very first tactic employ was to get Eve to not trust God. His his words to Eve in the garden was half God said. Did God really say that? Can you really believe, amen, what God said? Can you trust in what God has told you? And I would tell you tonight, listening to Satan's voice in your life will always create a blatant distrust towards everything and everybody. Amen. You watch people's lives. Amen. That they've been allowing Satan to whisper into their ear. They've been allowing, amen, the devil to talk to them and to torment them time after time. And there's an inherent distrust. I don't know if I can trust you. I've been deceived so many times. I've been listening to the devil and he constantly is deceiving me. I can't seem to trust anybody. Amen. But you watch somebody that's lived for God for any length of time. They've been living for God. They've been trusting God. Amen. And they don't, they're not worried so much what happens in the here and now because they know that they trust that God. Amen. Holds their future. Amen. And with God on my side, everything's just going to work out alright. I know that I'm walking hand in hand with the Lord and I can trust in Him. I'm not worried what's going to happen to Amen. I go on my face before God and don't talk. 
man, but it's that listening to the voice of the devil that will create a blatant distrust. Amen. Those that are constantly allowing the enemy to torment them and talk to their mind are the ones that doubt the most the word of God. Amen. It's time that you and I, brother and sister, get on our face before God yet again and say, God, help me to hear your voice. God, let me hear that clear in that church and sound. Let me know the voice of God and be able to discern it from the other voices in this world. That when the tormentor comes, when the tempter comes, I'm not allowing that voice to enter into my heart and mind because I can discern that's not the voice of God. That's the voice of the devil. I'm going to hear what thus saith the word of the Lord. Can we clap our hands unto him tonight and love him? God, we give you praise. Oh, we give you glory and honor, worship and praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's three major ways or avenues through which we can acquire trust in God. Amen. I did say acquire trust in God. The Bible says now it's given God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. But God has not dealt to every man the measure of trust. Trust is something that it comes with, uh, with the word of God. With hearing the word of God. Uh, it's something that comes with personal experience. Amen. It's something that also comes with instruction, which we'll talk about in a few moments. Amen. Trust is not something you get from the get-go. Amen. That is why someone can come to an altar uh, for the first time and they can lift up their hands and they got faith. They believe that God can feel them, that God can save them. But so many times they leave the place and they don't got trust in God to keep them. And they fall away. They haven't been given instruction. They haven't given enough time to see God come through in their lives. And they haven't allowed that word of God to work in their lives. Uh, and that's why it's so important that when somebody does come for the first time, amen, to, a, to an altar of repentance and God fills them with the Holy Ghost and they're baptized in Jesus' name, we rejoice. But somebody's got to take them under their wings and say, let me give you some instruction. Let me give you some word. Let me share with you some experiences that happened, happened in my life and how I've seen God come through from my life time and time again. Amen. You could sit down with uh, Sister Camarina or, or Bishop, Cam, Bishop Camarina and they can tell you story after story of how God came through time and time and time again. Yeah. And the, the things that would trip a young person up or a new convert up will not trip up brother and sister Camarina because they know, hey, that's a, that's a live devil. That, that's just a little trick, a little ploy the devil's trying to pull. But I've got that experience, and I, I'm not ignorant of his devices. Amen. But there's three ways, amen, or avenues through which we can acquire trust in God. Amen. In one, the first is the Word of God. Studying the track record of someone or something can become a basis for our decision to trust. Amen. Studying the track record of someone or something can become a basis for our decision to trust. Brother Dooley, would you get Proverbs chapter 22? Proverbs chapter 22 and verse number 17. But the word of God provides a basis for our decision to trust him. We can look, we can flip through the scriptures and find story after story after story after story of how God came through. 
for the children of Israel in the wilderness. How God came through for Daniel in the lions. And how God came through, amen, for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How God came through and the word of God is there to provide that track record, amen, of the faithfulness and the consistency of God. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 17 through 21. Bow down thy ear and hear the word of the wise and apply thy heart unto my knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee. They shall withal be fitted in thy lips, that thy trust may be in the Lord. I have made known to thee this day, even to thee. Have not I written to thee excellent things and counsel and knowledge, that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth, that thou mightest answer the words of truth to them, that sent unto thee. Amen. It's bow down thine ear and hear the words of the wise. And where else can you get the words of the wise than this holy script? Amen. This this word of God right here that we hold in our hands. Amen. This is where we find words of the wise and we can apply our heart unto knowledge. The Bible says in verse number seven, verse number 18, it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee. It's a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee. Amen. There is, amen, blessing. There is uh, pleasantness. There's joy. There's such security when you keep the word of God within you. Amen. The word of God is not something that you, uh, it's not just there for you to just glance over and read the scriptures. But somewhere along the line, you guys, I'm going to begin to retain some stuff. I'm going to begin to memorize some scripture. I'm going to begin to commit some scriptures to memory because when I'm going through a dark night or when I'm going through a, a, a trial or a storm, amen, it's he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say the Lord is my refuge and my fortress. What time I'm afraid I will call upon the Lord. And these scriptures that you retain within you and you commit them to memory in a dark night, in a, in a trying situation, amen, it's, it's the memory that begins to come back and you begin to quote the scripture. For the word of God is quick and it's powerful and it's sharper than a dreaded sword. Piercing into the light of sun and soul and spirit and the joints and marrow. And then the things that begin to come into your life, you begin to realize God is faithful. Amen. I can trust in the scriptures. I'm retaining. I'm applying that word to my memory. I'm getting in my heart. I'm contemplating the scripture. I'm, I'm memorizing. I'm retaining it. And it's a pleasant thing to keep it within you. It's retaining the word of God. Amen. And the latter part of verse number 18 says, They shall with all be fitted in thy lips. It's not enough even to just memorize the scripture, Sister Dee, but you've got to begin to quote it. You've got to begin to speak it out. You've got to begin to pray it in faith sometimes. Amen. You get on your knees before God and you're struggling to feel God. You're wondering what's going on. Why can't I seem to break through? Why can't I seem to get a hold of God? And somehow, amen, you hear a voice from heaven and God begins to speak to you. Brother Paul, why don't you just start quoting scripture? Just start reading the word of God out loud. And there's times, amen, when you go to prayer and you're struggling and somehow you find it within you. It's bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget all his benefits. Bless the Lord, oh his angels that excel in strength, and it's on, 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 and it's on
And it says in 19, the very following verse, that thy trust may be in the Lord. I have made known to thee this day, even to thee. Hallelujah. Amen. There's something, amen, that happens when you begin to get into the word of God. When you say, I'm not just going to allow myself to come to church on Sunday morning, Brother Terrence, and hear the word of God. But I'm going to write down the scripture that the preacher preached. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to look up that scripture. And, and I'm going to try to memorize that scripture. And I'm going to try and take that scripture to my daily time of prayer and begin to quote it. To, and begin to say, God, your scripture says, hallelujah, ask anything in my name and ye shall receive. Knock and it shall be opened. Seek and ye shall find. Amen. You begin to take that word of God. You begin to apply it in prayer. And when you do that, you begin to see that God comes through. God comes through every time. And you begin to build. You see that track record building your own life. God has come through for me. I've stepped out in faith. And I've applied that word. I've memorized it. I've spoken that word. And it's bringing strength to my life. And it's helping me to trust in God. There were many at nights when I was a young boy. Many a nights, amen, that I would lie in bed fearful. Every sound that I would hear, I was full of fear. Uh, the lights would go out and it was just scary. And I'll tell you, there was a time, amen, uh, when we were, we were younger boys and my mom and dad would go off to work and they thought, well, the, the next door neighbor looks like a nice lady. She, maybe she can babysit our kids. And she was great, but she allowed us to watch all sorts of horror movies at a very young age. I think before the age of, you know, seven, I was watching Killer Clowns and Chucky's Bride and, and Arachnophobia and, and all these scary movies, Texas, you know, all, all these scary movies. And I was most of my growing up, I was fearful. I was so afraid. I was thinking something's going to happen just full of fear. But it was in those nights. Amen. Somehow along the way, I learned to memorize some scripture. I learned to memorize Psalms chapter 91. And that word of God, I began to quote it every single night. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the power. And I begin to quote that nearly every night, Brother Nathan, quoting that scripture. And that scripture helped me to trust in God. Because I knew after I would quote that scripture, I would sing some songs about the Lord. I would, I would get the, the scripture and I would begin to quote it out loud. I would be able to go to bed after that. Because I knew it's going to be alright. God's going to help me tonight. To put aside fear, I can put aside worry, I can put aside anxiety, I can trust in God. And this little eight-year-old boy began to trust in God, began to say, God, you got to help me get through this night. Amen. There was times, amen, I'll just tell you, there was a time, uh, me and my brother Paul, we shared bunk beds in, in one of the, the front bedroom. And and there were several times in, in those early years, brother Paul, I remember this, we would wake up in the middle of the night and just start Pleading the blood of Jesus. It would happen to him sometimes, and sometimes it would happen to me. In the middle of the night, I would hear all of a sudden Paul say, Jesus, 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 and start praying, God help him. Plead the blood of Jesus. And I'm like, what's going on? He said, I just feel like, you know, I've been attacked uh, by spirits and devils and just all sorts of things. And there was times that it would happen to me. And I'd wake up in the middle of the night and feel, uh, I remember one time I woke up and I felt 
uh, I was wide awake. My eyes were open, but I couldn't even move my eyes. I just felt completely physically paralyzed. Uh, I remember feeling uh, just this dark presence just pressing upon me. And I felt like the hell was coming against me as a young boy. And I remember uh, I couldn't even uh, I couldn't speak a word. I couldn't even loose my tongue. But as soon as I felt it lift, I began to say, in Jesus' name, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And I began to quote the scripture again. And I say, Paul, let's pray. And we begin to pray. And, and we begin to find out at an early age, you can trust in God. You can trust in his word. Amen. The devil can't stand the word of God. Amen. When it's quoted and when it's, when it's spoken out loud. And it, it'll help you to trust in God. I can put my faith and my confidence in God. Amen. I've dealt with a few things in my life and it's taught me that I can trust in God. Amen. That moves me to the second major way or avenue which you can acquire trust in God. And it is through personal experience. After 40 years of leading Israel, King David knew whom he could unquestionably trust. Amen. After 40 years of leading the people of God, David knew exactly who he could trust. Amen. He had been betrayed by his own son. He had been betrayed by his own trusted counselor. Those that were his closest personal advisors. He, he found out that he couldn't trust them. He, he was betrayed by friends. But in 2 Samuel chapter 22, verses 2 through 3, David says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my rock. In him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my savior. And he goes on down. But he says, it is the God of my rock that's in whom I will trust. Amen. David encountered experience after experience, person after person betraying him and turning their back upon him until finally, amen, it's in 2 Samuel that he, he calls it out. It's only in him that I can trust. Personal experiences life has taught me, amen, that I can trust in God every single time. It's not that I become distrustful of those around me, but I recognize that if I just can stay in right fellowship with him, if I'll stay in right communion with him, if I'll keep that alignment right between me and heaven, between here on earth and there in heaven. If I stay in proper alignment with Him, I know that I can trust in God. I know that He'll not fail me. He'll not, he'll not let go of me. He'll not forsake me. Amen. It's personal experiences that taught David after 40 years of leading Israel, he could unquestionably trust in God. Amen. My own story of learning to trust in God happened uh, there many times, but one that comes to memory is a few years ago when uh, we felt the Lord leading us to uh, to come here to Lathrop and to pastor the church here. Amen. We were very humbled and still are humbled to be a part of what God is doing. But I remember a few years ago, amen, I felt like God spoke to, to me. Uh, it was time to pastor. It's time to move to Lathrop. And I remember during that, that time in my life, a few years ago now, I began to think, you know what, if I'm going to be effective, I've got I've to move to Lathrop. I can't try to live in Fremont, work in Walnut Creek, and go to church in Lathrop. That's crazy. That's all over the, the map. I'm all over the place. So I began to say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just sell the house in Fremont. We're not even at our two-year mark. 
but God's going to make a way. I'm going to sell the house in Fremont, and we're going to buy a home in Lathrop. We're going to launch out in faith. And in the middle of me launching out in faith, doing that brave and courageous thing, amen, we sold our house, we found a buyer, and we're thinking, great, now we get to go buy a nice home in Lathrop and do that nice move from the Bay Area out here. And I lost my job. And I'm thinking, how does that work, God? Wait a minute. Did we, did we, did I miss something here, God? I'm supposed to sell here, buy there, keep my same job, make my same Bay Area income, do well. Life's good. No, I lost my job. And so we got the money from the house sale, but we couldn't use it because we got no credit. You got no credit if you got no job. Because how are you going to keep making those payments? Eventually that money is going to run out. And so at, I think it was 34 years of age, moved back in with my parents. Amen. A young pastor and pastor's wife living with their parents. How awesome is that? How many want to do that at 34 years of age? Amen. Go move in the back room with your parents. But I knew that God was in it. Amen. And at the time I began to I remember telling another person in the church, I don't know what God's doing right now in my life. It's a smile on my face. I don't know what he's doing. I'm so confused. But I know that it's going to make sense after a while. I know that a few months, maybe a year, I don't know, but further down the road, I'm going to look back and say, aha, that's what he was doing. That's what God was doing in my life. And for six months, amen, we lived with my parents. It was a wonderful time. Amen. My parents are awesome. And they uh, took good care of us. And thankful for mom and dad that would do that. Amen. Some parents would say, you ain't coming back in my house. Uh, but they, they were a blessing. And we lived in there for six months. And then finally, after six months, uh, and then I mentioned I got severance for several months after leaving that, the, uh, getting let go from the, the job in, uh, in Walnut Creek. So we started out here, and we were full-time pastors by default. Amen. Had no job, but I had a paycheck coming in every, uh, every uh, twice a month. Had a paycheck coming in, the same good salary I was making before. And God made a way, and we were able to be full-time pastors for a short while and put everything into the church and just go, 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 get a lot of stuff taken care of and set up and uh, – and just do a lot of very important things that God helped us to do. And then after six months, I got back on with my old job, but closer to home. And then at that point, we were able to buy a new house here in Lathrop. But through it, I was wondering, what's, what's God doing? I don't know, God, like, this doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what's happening in my life. But I can look back and say that God knew what he was doing in my life. And all I had to do was Lord just trusted him. But the Tim is just trusted him. Just know that God is going to take care of me. God's going to make a way. God, somehow, amen, I've been living for God for a, a, a period of time, and I know that God is faithful. I know that he, he knows where I am. I know that God hasn't forgotten about me. That's experience that has taught me uh, some of those things, that God is faithful, that God will make a way. Amen. And it is personal experience that has taught me to help me to trust in God. It's also instruction that we get, amen, from services like tonight to learn to trust in God. 
And, and it's too bad that there's not more that are here on a Wednesday night to listen and to hear about how to trust in God and, and learning to trust in God because their life would be so much better, amen, if they, if they know I, I just got to learn how to trust in God. Sometimes I don't see the miracle happen at the snap of my fingers. Sometimes I don't see it happen right when I want it to. But if I learn to trust in God, amen, I know that God will see me through in its instruction like tonight. Amen. That will help somebody when you're going through some situation in life. And when you pray a prayer for a long time and you haven't seen the answer come to pass in your prayer life. And you've been wondering, does God hear me? Does God know where I am? Does God need to know what's going on in my life? I'm going to tell you, friend. Amen. Learn to trust in God. Learn to wait upon the Lord. Let patience have her perfect work. Amen. Just learn to walk by faith. I may not know what's going to happen tomorrow. Hallelujah, because I judge him faithful to promise. Amen. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Even when I don't see the instantaneous miracle, I know that he's God and he's on the throne. Hallelujah. 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 Distrust is one of the most miserable defeating, debasing spirits we can allow to live in our mind and heart. Amen. Being very distrustful. Everything just so skeptical. Mm, I don't know. Mm, He said that. Maybe I don't know if I can trust him. God said something. I don't know if I can trust that word. Maybe that was just for those people, not for and And all these, that's the most miserable state of mind. That's the most miserable spirit you can allow to live in your heart and mind. Suspicion, fear, seclusion, and cynicism are symptoms of those who distrust. Amen. I would tell you it is possible to have faith in God without trusting in God completely. Amen. That's why we mentioned earlier a sinner can walk through the doors of the church and he got enough faith in God to feel them. But, never, but not always enough trust in God to keep them, to, to walk beside them. Amen. However, it is impossible to trust in God without first having faith in him. Therefore, faith is a preliminary step to trusting in God. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. And we know other scriptures regarding faith. Amen. Now you must have faith if you're going to come before him. But trust is a step beyond and a dimension deeper than faith. Many can believe who cannot trust. Many can believe God, amen, to do a miracle in their life, but they can't trust him to make a way. Many can come to an altar and believe God, amen, to save them, but they can't seem to trust him with their finances and and give it to God and know that God's going to make a way for my financial situation. God's going to make a way for my finances. Amen. I believe that God is a healer. Amen. But can I trust him to take care of my finances? Can I trust him to, to take care of me and to take care of my bare covers when all I got is my 10%? I have 
I've had my share of financial hard times. And it's been in those times when you think, let's hold off on tithes this time. We'll pay it next time. Then I got a phone call from my dad. He was a pastor for me for a long time. Son, you haven't paid your tithes. I know, Dad, I was planning, son, you haven't paid your tithes. Okay, Dad, I'll pay my tithes. And, and God came through. But I learned to trust him with my finances first. I learned to say, okay, God, I'm, I'm working at KFC, God. I'm not making a lot of money. But God, I'm going to give my 10% and I'm going to try and give an offering on top of that. And God took me from one step to another step. To another step, to another step. But I learned to trust him with my finances. I learned to trust God with my soul. Hallelujah. If you can't trust God with your finances, how, do you expect, how can you trust him with your soul? Good. If you can't trust God with your finances, how do you expect to trust him with your soul? You say, well, I, I can trust God with my soul, but I don't know if I can trust him with my finances. You, know, you can't trust him with your finances, but you, how can you trust him with your soul? There's, there's, there's a disconnect there. But trust is a step beyond and a dimension deeper than faith. Amen. When faith does not produce the desired results, they despair. But truth, trust, stabilizes and secures us. Amen. Faith and trust are powerful allies when combined. Trust will sustain us in what faith does not deliver us from. Amen. Trust will sustain you in what faith does not deliver you from. Trust will keep you from becoming bitter when your requests are not answered in the time you assign it to God. Amen. Trust is the thing that's going to keep you from getting bitter before God. When you say, I prayed prayers. I shot God. I brought my petition before him. And he does not answer me. And I don't get the answer I, I desire. Amen. But trust is saying, I'm going to just know. I'm going to just trust that he's faithful. Amen. He may not give me everything I want when I want it to how I want it. But I'm going to trust him. I'm going to walk by faith. It's not on my time clock. It's not according to what I want. Amen. But it's a sovereign God. But if I submit myself to a sovereign God, he will give me exactly what I need. And it's not always what I want, but it's what I need. And what is what is a, a, what will be a blessing to my life. Trust will keep you from becoming bitter when your requests are not answered. Amen. There's a comparison and contrast that I want to make for the last few minutes of this service. And I know time is quickly getting away from us. But faith expects things and trust accepts. Faith produces change and trust submits to God's sovereignty. Faith rushes while trust waits Faith is believing while trust is knowing. Amen. There's the stories of Daniel in the lion's den. The three Hebrew children facing the fiery furnace. Even if he doesn't deliver me, I'm still not going to bow down. Because I have something that goes beyond faith. It's called trust. I know in whom I believed. Amen. I know that he's faithful to keep me. I know the God that I serve. He may allow something to go through the fire. And he may deliver some out of the fire. But regardless of how he deals with my situation. 
situation. I will trust in him. I will trust in him. I will trust in him. Hallelujah. James in the Bible, the New Testament was beheaded. Peter and James, very, very close. James was beheaded. Peter kept on preaching. He trusted that God. I don't know how you allowed James to have his head cut off. God, that was a friend of mine. We preached the gospel together. I taught that. I taught him a lot. He, he taught me a lot. We were connected. He was a blessing. How could you do that, God? How could you allow James to be beheaded? But Peter trusted in God. I'm just going to keep preaching. I don't have to have all the answers to Camarina. I don't have to know why God did certain things the way he did them, when he, why he did them, when he did them, how he did them. I'm, gonna, I'm okay with going to heaven with questions. I'm okay with going to heaven with questions than, than going to hell with a bitter spirit. Amen. Not trusting in God. Amen. James was beheaded, but Peter kept on preaching. We know, amen, Paul suffered many calamities, but he kept reaching toward the prize. Amen. He had that trust in God that God is faithful. God's going to keep me. God is, uh, He's got his hand upon my life. Amen. I would tell you in conclusion tonight, amen, trust is that powerful sedative for the soul. It is that thing that calms the soul. Amen. When anxiety wants to rear its head and distrust and discomfort wants to rear their head and say, you need to doubt God. You don't, God's forgotten about you. Trust is that thing that is that powerful sedative for the soul. Amen. It calms the soul. It enables a confident walk with God regardless of what happens. Trust. Regardless of how this thing ends, God is faithful. Trust is not affected by the outcome. It's not affected by the environment. It requires no insight and it thrives in crisis. It demands no signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen. Trust is that silent, unseen. Uh, it's that intangible thing that says, I'm just going to believe in God. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know why. But I just know that he's faithful. I know that. Amen. Like Job said, he knows the way that I take. He knows the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, I will come forth as gold. Trust has no limitations and no demands. Trust is not predicated on results. Amen. It is a treatment for worry. It is a cure for despair. It is a remedy for fear. It is a balm of healing for anxiety. It is life's healer. Trust in God. Trust in God. If we could stand to our feet, amen, and let's stretch forth our hands here tonight. Amen. God, help me to trust in you, God. Help me, God, to instruct somebody else, Lord. Help me, God, to take a new convert under my wing and begin to give them instruction how to trust in God, how to build, amen, how to acquire trust in God. Amen. The old song says, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. God, help us to be people that walk by faith. Help us to be a people that have that trust and that confidence in God. That you're able to see us through, God. You're able to keep us. Yeah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah.